Hello and welcome again to Money Tips. It's Charles Kelly. Uh, just back from the city uh, today, where I spent the day in the city. That's the city of London, the, the financial district of, of London. And uh, I, I was there for some meetings and, and then had a, a meal and a drink in the Ivy Asian. It's a, it's a fairly new restaurant right next to St Paul's Cathedral. And it's a spectacular big ivy restaurant specializing in obviously as the name would suggest asian cuisine and the place was packed there were so many people there out spending money uh, despite you know talk of, of, of corona and viruses and downturn and share price falling there seemed to be a lot of people around uh out you know spending and spending money and, and as as our group left the young ones were coming in because they turn it into this booming, thumping music, club club music, uh, after about uh, eight, eight nine o'clock, and then the, you could the music was just thumping away, and the, all the youngsters were coming in, and it's open till two in the morning, so it's a kind of a bar restaurant. Wouldn't recommend it as such. I, I don't think the service was that good. Um, they, they gave us a lot of hassle with the table that we we didn't really want. Um, anyway, it's a long story, but uh, th there you go. So that they won't be getting a great review on TripAdvisor from any of the group. Not that, not that I'm going to even bother, but there you go. Uh, so what's been happening today? Well, we've had um, the first casualty in the UK of coronavirus, a 70-year-old lady who had some underlying health problems already. But, you know, it, it's quite a, a uh, you know, bit of a wake-up call that someone in the UK has died. It's not someone over there in, in Asia or in Italy. It's someone here. Uh, who, who has died, albeit a person who, you know, probably wasn't equipped to deal with, with the virus. And of course, you know, there's more cases reported. That's over 100 cases. Uh, we've had an airline go bust. Uh, this is this is Flybe that were, were already in trouble, to be fair, and they were given a bit of a rescue package by the government. They deferred a tax bill. But the, the, the drop in travel, Flybe is an airline that travels to destinations around the UK to places like Jersey, Guernsey, Cornwall and it's a bit of a specialist airline and they're already in trouble through through a bit of a downturn in travel and and now with with people not you know generally sort of cancelling meetings, cancelling trips, uh, they they just can't survive. I think what will happen they'll probably go into administration and be taken over by Ryanair or one of those but normally what a company would do is wait for it to go down and then, then you write off all the debts and then you take over the, the remaining assets through the administrator. So we'll see. That's quite sad. I hope it, it is revived because it provides an important service to parts of the country you probably wouldn't think about. But they are the only lifeline for that, you know, for the travel for that part of, of, of the country. So I hope something can be done. And so, so that's what I think talking to people now, they're already saying things like, well, we'd like to plan this event, but can we really go ahead with it? We, you know, with the virus, what will happen if we plan an event for the summer? I, I, I was at Rotary Club today and they, they'd cancelled some uh, charity fundraising event because they said people are just not going to come. It's going to be so difficult. So it's all becoming a bit of a, a self-fulfilling prophecy. Uh, you know, like a few people start buying things and stocking up and, and seeming to be panic buying. Then the word gets around that everyone's panic buying and then people who didn't want to panic buy have to go out and panic buy because all the panic buyers are buying all the stuff and there won't be any left for anybody. Plus the fact that stuff is going up in price. Uh, I mean, these these masks that you, you buy to protect yourself from the virus, ironically, mostly made in China. 
yeah uh they used to be about 10p each uh someone was telling me that they bought a box of them for, uh, and that they're getting towards a pound each now so they're kind of ripping us off uh, and jacking up the price uh we, we you know i suppose you can't blame them but this is what's going to happen to food if they don't get a grip on it i think the government needs to keep taking steps to calm things down and, and get a grip on things uh before you know we, we really talk ourselves into recession uh, someone from the, the new head of goldman sachs said that we uh th this virus threat will uh, take us to the brink of recession uh and you know he, he said that interest rates or he, he predicts that interest rates will be dropped uh, by the bank of england at the next meeting by around half a percent so it's a 0.75 percent the minimum lending rates 0.75 it could go down to uh 0.25 again it was there before uh to, to perhaps stimulate the economy uh that that's good news for borrowers not so good news for um savers of course but that that could happen to, to perhaps stimulate the economy who knows uh we we, we shall have to see um it, it it's, it's and historically you know it hasn't really been below that i don't think obviously the minimum lending rate is not what you get from your lender when you go and get a mortgage they just add on what, whatever they like you know it, it's and credit card companies they just add on 16 percent onto the onto the base rate it doesn't matter to them it's always been around 16 80 percent still is now uh, so so we, we still pay a lot for our borrowing and then when it comes to saving uh, they immediately drop the rate but don't always uh, put up your rate when it when it goes up but there you go so other things in the news uh, a subprime lender now remember subprime you remember that back in 2007 and 8 we get a mortgage if you had county court judgments ex-bankrupt no problem here's your mortgage but we're going to charge you a higher rate because you know you've taken the mickey out of the system and now the system is going to take the piss out of you and that's that's what they do so they give you a, a limit they said because of the in, increased risk we're going to charge you three or four percent more than uh, we would do for a, someone with the normal credit rating and of course so the people who've, who've had a bit of a problem are, are kind of kicked down again and have to pay more for everything and probably struggle to pay that and and we thought there was subprime was kind of almost over you know they stopped uh, the subprime lenders that they stopped lending and the lenders who uh, do mortgages on the basis of a self-certified income or non-status they, they all stopped as well 100% went out the window 100% mortgages and 125% at one time with the northern rock went out of the window and uh, other other types of flexible lending like lending higher multiples of income also sort of come to a halt as as the reins were drawn in by the bank of england and then through the lenders but now i mean there are a few subprime lenders around and there's a lender called amigo which uh, seems to be in a bit of trouble. Their, their share price has dropped by nearly uh, nearly 30%, 27%. And the founder, James Benimore, accused the company. He's left the company. He's the founder and major shareholder. Left the company and accused it of committing slow motion suicide. Unbelievable. Quite a statement. Um, now, the, the customers of Amigo and, and their guarantors have accused the company of lending to them uh, and... And these are all people with poor credit and they've accused the company of uh, lending to them and giving them loans that they shouldn't have had because they can't afford them well why don't you think of that before you you, you borrowed the money it, so literally they're saying well uh, they shouldn't have lent me the money because I, i'm a poor credit rate uh, risk and 
uh, I can't really afford this loan and it's, it's the lender's fault for, for lending the money. And does that make sense to you? It, it doesn't to me. Um, it, it's incredible. And, and this is the problem where I'm just trying to find the actual quote, but this is the problem where where if you uh, lend to people who have that mentality that say, well, you know, we're not going to pay this mortgage or we're not going to pay this loan or we're going to allow ourselves to be taken to court and go all the way to court and then not pay things, then this is the sort of mentality of, of, of these people who will say, well, you shouldn't have lent to me because I, I can't afford it. Um, I can't find the actual quote there, but that's the gist of it. So it, it's incredible. Uh, people have got to take responsibility for their own uh, lending. Um, numerous, they've had numerous complaints have been submitted by customers who feel they should never have been given a loan. Incredible, isn't it? Incredible. So they're complaining to the company for lending them the money that they can't afford to repay. And and that's what Amigos is in for. Of course, we know that the subprime mortgage market uh, brought down the whole financial system in 2008. It's not, it's not nowhere near as bad as that before. And it wasn't really the lenders who got into trouble. It was the the... The financial people on Wall Street that was were packaging up these loans and selling them off as, as a package, uh, and 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 selling these subprime uh, loans as as securities that were sold as a higher grade than they should have been, and and in fact they were actual junk bonds. They they were not really worth the paper they were written on, and when things started to 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 fall down, everything just collapsed. So lenders like Northern Rock went under, but it wasn't because they were lending to people on a 100% mortgage with another loan on top, it was because they got into commercial lending. So that there's lots behind it. Uh, there's a movie about the, the subprime crash, and I'll think of it in a minute, what the name of it, but that, that's a good one to, to watch. Um, I, I've watched it three times, I still can't understand all of it, but it's, it's very interesting. So this obviously is not gonna bring down the, the whole of the financial system, but it's interesting that a lender uh, is 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 at it again and uh, in, in trouble for for lending to people who couldn't pay their last loan off and and got into into problem. So we'll have to see what happens to Amigo. If you're a customer of Amigo, uh, and the company did go down, they've been trying to sell the company apparently. Uh, but as a, as a a, a a borrower, it doesn't really matter to you because the, the loan would be passed on to somebody else to administer, even if. The company went out of business which i'm not saying it is going to go out of business but uh it's certainly in a bit of trouble so that that's the situation there surprised to see these subprime lenders back back on the block but uh th there you go they're, they're, they're back there's always a market for everything i personally think that lending could be a bit more flexible right now that they need a bit of flexibility they need to uh, allow first-time buyers to get onto the, the ladder by giving them uh, an amount of money that that they that will allow them to buy a property it's no good saying well we'll lend you three or four times income when the average property in london is is probably 12 13 15 times average income even on the outer skirts of london in the suburbs it's, it's more than 10 times average income now if a lender's not going to give you 10 times your salary on an average salary you can't buy a property can you you can if you have a huge deposit but not if you've got a normal sort of 10 percent deposit so I think they should be looking back at uh, interest only mortgages for residential and say, right, this is your interest only mortgage. You've got to find a way of paying that capital back over the next 25 years, whether that's through other savings or through uh, remortgaging or through selling the property. But that, that's your problem. 
uh, and then maybe allow maybe a five-year period of interest only where it, you know they can get on their feet at least it gets them onto the property ladder and um, or give them a a 40-year mortgage give them give people a 35 40-year mortgage to stretch the payments out to make it much lower and then but by therefore they can lend them more money because the payments will be lower uh, that that that's what i would suggest they do if if the government will allow that anyway so um that, that that's about it for now thanks for listening and uh, thanks for tuning in on uh, Facebook Live, whoever's tuned in there, thanks very much. And thanks for listening on my podcast, which you can find on Anchor, iTunes and Stitcher. And if you'd like to find out more about investing in property, uh, then then please get in ca- contact with me because I, I've got uh, several free courses you can go on uh, to get a taster and uh, to, to get an idea of what it's like to, to be a property investor and to, to learn some of the strategies, some of which include ways of getting into the property market without using your own money and with no money down. There are lots of ways of making money in property. You don't need big deposits. Uh, That's a common myth that this whole thing that you need money to make money. As I said in my book, you know, you don't need money to make money. There's plenty of money around. There's there's access to capital out there. Uh, There's trillions of of dollars of capital out there uh, looking for places to invest. Now, just get in touch with me, charles at charleskelly.net or through Facebook. Uh, messenger now yesterday i was saying that there's always a threat on on the horizon whether it's it's coronavirus whether it's sars whether it's uh, the ice cap melting a few years ago it was uh not not global warming but it was the next ice age was coming and there's always some threat isn't there a, a terrorist threat a, a cyber threat uh, the chinese are taking over there's always some sort of threat and and at the moment if you turn on the news it's all about coronavirus isn't it coronavirus coronavirus you know we've had 100 cases in the uk you know everyone's it's going to be 80 percent of people will be infected no it's not but there's always some sort of threat and now uh, i I just i've got to say now there's another threat if that's not enough we've apparently got a meteor uh something like four kilometers wide heading towards the uk and due to arrive sometime in april well, I, th- I hope we get Easter out of the way and get the holidays out of the way. Uh, what we need now is to send Bruce Willis up into space and he clings onto this uh, me- uh, meteorite and, and puts some explosives in it and then bounces off and goes back to Earth and saves the world. We need some someone like Bruce Willis out there, if he's not too old now, to go out and sort this out. But uh, now, I, I don't know if that's a true story. It was in, it was in the Daily Express uh they are prone to make some wild uh predictions and the other things that have been predicted is all of these uh this this sars and the earthquakes and the flooding is all part of uh, a biblical prediction in revelations uh they say when there's famine when there's 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 war you know when there's uh disease and that sort of thing that that means the end of the world is coming but you know my only argument to that is we've had these events before we had a flu epidemic in, in 1918 that killed, um, was it uh, 500,000 people or five, two, 400 million? It was millions of people. I think more people died in that flu epidemic than died in the First World War. Um, and I have to come up with the figure of the, the, the First World War epidemic. And, and there's always obviously been wars. Uh, in fact, really, this um, this this time in 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 uh, 
our time now is probably the best the best time ever to, to be alive although people don't seem to, to to think that they think you know the the, the good old days were better but actually in, in these times we, we've got actually less wars going on we've got people living longer and longer and and we've got better health conditions we've got much better conditions for the vast majority of people that's right spanish flu epidemic 1918 uh, was the deadliest in history 50 million victims right 50 million victims uh, died from that that spanish flu epidemic so there's been bigger things going on before and even the average flu in the winter here kills more old people than are, are probably going to die from from coronavirus but this is the best time ever to be alive i think um, if you look at the average standard of living of people around the world, it is far higher than it was even 30 or 40 years ago. Look at the Chinese, the billion people have been taken out of poverty in a couple of generations. Uh, even places like Africa, yes, there's famines, yes, there's it, but, you know, people now have got a much better standard of living. Yes, there will always be poor people, there will always be somebody uh, worse off than, than you. But generally speaking, people have got a far better uh, way of life, a better chance of surviving childbirth better chance of surviving disease and, and all these things and and having a square meal every day than there has ever been in in the past uh, and, and that that is a fact and if you know if you go back to that time in 1918 100 years ago you know, that that wouldn't have happened now there would have been, been some sort of vaccine there would have been some sort of cure so if you put that into perspective i don't think coronavirus is is anything like as serious as that um, but but just remember that we do live yeah it seems like difficult times but there's probably less wars going on now than there ever been there, there were wars in the past going on for a hundred years England and France had a hundred year war uh, people were living like peasants they were just peasants on a farm uh, the landed gentry had all the land and you just worked as a peasant on a farm you never had any chance of moving up the ladder there was no social mobility or very little social mobility in those days and it wasn't until the Industrial Revolution, when people started moving into the towns, that people had a chance to, you know, move up the ladder, as it were. Uh, but, you know, in those days, people were poorly educated. They, they barely went to school. They couldn't vote. You know, so life is, is, is not as bad as people think. So, you know, I, I would just say, just be careful of, of people twisting this virus and, and say this is uh, a, a doomsday prediction, uh, because there's... There's, been, there's always been war and pestilence and famine and, and flooding and it's always been there. Uh, if you look back in history, there's always been massive weather changes and this is just one of them. Okay, that's, that's my, my final thing I'll say tonight, but thanks for listening. And this has been Charles Kelly bringing you money tips to help you save, earn, invest, accumulate and enjoy more money. Just remember, there's plenty of money out there if you need to invest. If you want to get into property, get in touch with me, charles at charleskelly.net or on Facebook Messenger. Thanks for listening, and thanks for tuning in, th th those those people on uh, Vilma Limars. Thanks, thanks, thanks everyone for, for tuning in on Facebook Live. Bye for now.